This is Big Man Tyrone, and you're about to watch the MTG Cabal cast with your hosts, Wood, Thirsty, and Reptar. Sub to us on all your podcast networks at MTG Cabal Cast and YouTube. Alrighty, guys, welcome to this week's Cabal Cast. Uh, our topic is going to be. Eh, Something that I feel like I've harped on for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is consumer confidence with Watsi and their product slate. And how they are fisting themselves as much as they possibly can into oblivion by releasing too much. Uh, it's not... Okay, that's totally my opinion. Anyways, <laughs> let's get started. Yep. Uh, so, the first topic we wanted to talk uh, to top talk about is uh, Watsi and their moderation of formats because as of late it has been the topic uh, there's been a prolonged series of bannings and this is really the topic that kind of generated the idea for the podcast I tossed out a, a tweet a couple of weeks ago kind of fishing for uh, how players felt with how Watsi was handling all their formats as we'd seen since the summer they were dragging their feet on vintage we knew there needed to be changes to legacy as well because of ren and six and then we had oko after that and pioneer as a new format so uh watsi was obviously spread th thin how did players feel like they handled this and i yeah. got a lot of answers from a lot of players that played almost every format including edh about how they felt and a mm -hmm. lot of them felt bad about every single one of those formats the only format I didn't i didn't get feedback on was vintage uh nobody reached out about that and that's fine we're our, our sphere of influence does not include a lot of vintage players yes yeah. outside of like rich shea and maybe one or two people who play it regularly in our discord but other than that nobody was decidedly happy about what was going on a lot of people are happy about the end results with the oko banning uh, the field banning and standard and what was going on in pioneer because it's helping shape these formats but a lot of people thought in those instances awatsi acted too slowly yeah uh, but in some instances people felt they reacted glacially in terms of ren and six where they uh. cut it way too close to a legacy gp Rug Delver players have been testing Ren and Six. Then they got hoisted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, you know, I as weird as it is, I think the way they've handled Pioneer has probably been the most sane thing out of all of this. And I, I think so too. I, honestly, who knew banning cards every single week is the way to fix bad design for an entire year? Yeah. And. I think it, it, I think I mentioned it on last week's episode. I think it was B Kibler or Siggy maybe mm -hmm. was like, "Hey, uh, here's an idea for the ban list. All cards does all cards released in 2019 are banned in every format. They're just restricted in vintage." Oh yeah, because like that's the thing to me. Like as as a player, I have no confidence in their design. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that's shocking to anyone that has ever listened to a single episode of this podcast, uh, but they can't design fair cards, and they don't have, like, they made all these catch-alls. They made a play design team. They made the future, future league, whatever. They've had all this stuff over the last couple of years that's supposed to catch this, and it doesn't work. And Or people just don't say anything, oh, yeah. because they see these broken cards, and they're like, I kind of want to play with this, so... Eh, not going to say anything and you know it's, it's interesting that it's led to you know record sales horizons was a wild success dom was a success war was a success mm -hmm. thrown somehow despite the absurdity is a success we well, have then, a lot of products you know, to uh some total for throne right yeah that's true like the the like individual product numbers are probably pretty low for throne let's be real uh but They've got a lot of them, so they're selling. Yeah. And, you know, they they continually find ways to mess it up. Like Secret Lair released, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so yesterday was the complete set for yes. $200. Uh, I ordered a set. I got an email. It said, your criteria hasn't, like, this doesn't meet proper criteria. Your order has been canceled. I'm like, well, that's weird. Mm -hmm. uh, I checked my credit card statement. It's still showing as pending. I'm like, well, it's obviously pending. So I place another order. I get the same email. I'm like, what? So I call. 
I have to verify my email address, uh, my credit card number, and the billing address in order to get them to approve my order. That's interesting. And they only saw one of them. So I may get two copies. I don't know. <laughs> Those are like the people who went through the process. They validated the purchase, but then got an email that they had to verify the purchase. And then when they clicked on the email, it put them back in the line to buy the product again. Yeah. And like, who knows what's going on with any of this? Yeah. Right. And that, that leads back into like QAing these products as a whole. So it's not just about play in that regard and moderating formats. No. This goes into just QA as a system. What we do know moving forward is that Hasbro did have a call for Watsy to double their numbers across the board in terms of employees. But yeah. we don't know what segments those new employees are going to buffer. Will it be D&D? Will it be uh, Magic? Will it be uh, robot Digital. Robo Battle or whatever that ill-fated game, uh, game yeah. was that they produced? You know, we, we don't know. What we can hope is that people move into play design and to R&D and kind of, you know, dust out the place. Yeah. You have a ton because... of old guard in R&D that are just doing things their way because that's the way they've been done. That's the way they think they need to be done. But that's not the way they have to be done or should be done anymore. And you run into a lot of issues with recent design mistakes because of this that have led to moderation in these formats. Yeah, that guy. This one. This is a design mistake. This should never have happened. Ever. How does it how does this card get printed? Sorry. They uh, My feelings on Oko has been the same, which is that they never futures test one set at a time. They're always yeah. testing two sets. So whatever standard they had had Theros in it, or they might have been one short, so there was no field of the dead to start, so their decks were completely different. You know, just something goes on and that card exists in their little uh, paradigm differently yeah. than it does out here, and it's not for a lack of talent on that R&D team, because they have, a lot, they have a lot of high-caliber players on that, not R&D, sorry, play design, they yeah. have a lot of high-caliber players on that team. But you just kind of go down this road now of, alright, for the last two years, we've had four cards and five cards banned, respectively, in those years. You know, there were yeah. five car, uh, five, four cards banned this year, I believe. Right? Oko Field, yeah. uh, and two others. Instead, I'll bring up the list because I know I'm gonna. Once upon a time, no, Vail. not in standard. Vale. Oh yeah, Vale. Yep. And one more that I can't remember off the top of my head, but it, it, it doesn't matter. Just the last two years, we've seen almost ten cards banned. And then going back to 2017, Emrakul, the Promise End, Smuggler's Copter, Reflector Mage. So we're looking at about 12 cards there. And then prior to that. Prior to 2017, the last standard ban we had was all the way back in 2011 with Jace the Mind Sculptor and Stoneforge Mystic. That means we went through original Innistrad block all the way through uh, Battle for Zendikar without a banning on any. Yep. And then they started to push design and test new things. I mean, they did with the flip cards uh, originally in Innistrad, right? But that's technically an iteration off the flip cards from Kamigawa block. Yeah. Slightly different design. But they tested energy. They tested. Um, well, uh, they brought back the delve mechanic. Yeah. And they they just threw standard out of whack with these push designs because every now and then you need to reset the standard power level and they just shot way too high. And futures, futures, or league testing was just not up to snuff. And that's fine. You can miss. But you can't miss and then be slow or drag your feet. Yeah. Somebody noted that, I think, I think it's Ari Lax, noted that there's no, after this Pro Tour, there's not a large standard event until, like, April of 2020. There's no Magic Fests, no Pro Tours are slated to be standard between now and then. And yep. despite the fact that Arena, as, as far as I've heard, is wholly unplayable because of various bugs and connection issues... Standard is waning there. Yeah. Standard is waning across the board. There was the emergency email that you sent out. Uh, you, you kept close to the chest and sent out a couple of days ago where Watsi is basically reminding people that you can sanction PTQs as standard. This is yeah. a format. You don't just have to do it as Pioneer. Also, Sealed is a format if people want to play that. 
But if yes, your formats so are was... garbage because your moderation is garbage, people aren't going to play this garbage. Yeah. There, there was an email that went out to stores that was like, hey, uh, we're worried about you cannibalizing your own attendance. Uh, and we want to remind you that you can schedule PTQs as standard and sealed. Formats which nobody cares about. No. Oh. So you just don't matter. Yeah. Uh, and all of the scheduled Magic Fests and Pro Tours we have for next year, or Mythic Championships for next year, we have one as one event that's standard. Why would a store care about this? With a poorly moderated standard environment because you overshot with these cards, which again is fine, but you're timing on your moderation and missing on your moderation when you attempt to correct and don't do it 100%, then you have people who stop playing standard. People stopped playing Stoneforge Mystic Standard because it was the same thing every time. It was just homogeny. But people stopped playing Mirrodin Standard because of how overpowering the format was. And how yeah. every BNR that came out back then, something new was banned every time, and tournaments attendance tournament attendance dropped because they had affinity cut out from underneath them several times, and the format became extremely low powered, and people lost their asses financially in that format. Yeah. And tournament attendance tanked, and then they moved into Kamigawa block, which did not help them at all. But that was poor moderation. They banned Skull Clamp the first time around just skull clamp then they got ravager the the lands and a bunch of other stuff from the deck which they should have done the first time they under moderated and that's what you yeah. that's what you see here when they banned field i think i said they should have banned oko at the same time but they didn't want to ban the format staple mythic and then what happened we had an, another we had an oko based format yeah and we still have an awful oko based format yep. and you know what we're going to continue to do have, have an awful oko based format Yep. It's kind of like when Modern had Hogak, and it took them how many banning announcements to ban Hogak? Two, because or, apparently Bridge Bridge from Below was the problem. Yeah, that had been in the format for a while and wasn't a problem. On uh, how many banning announcements has it been now to ban Urza? Oh, it's still legal. Yes. Right. And now you can play Oko and Urza together. Yeah. A plus, a plus. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. So they're going right. to drag their feet on this moderation, and they're going to see tournament attendance drop, tournament attendance drop, and wonder why. No, this is the exact- sky is falling and magic is dying. Uh, paper magic is shrinking. <laughs> we, can, we can see it. There are metrics now. People are noticing, like, arena events are slowing down. Nobody wants to play this format because it's the same thing in and out. They're like, yeah. That's fine. After this Mythic Championship, that's it. You can just move on to another format. Maybe people still play Modern by you, and you can play Burn against Urza and actually have a really good matchup there. But, you know, that, that's on you. Yeah. So consumer confidence... In regards to Watsi moderation of their formats is very low, and the one player that I talked to probably the most about uh, moderation of formats was actually an EDH player, and how much yeah. they understand how the rules council has to uh, handle things. They thought Paradox Engine was a poor banning uh, because yeah. they played it enough in their own playgroup to know that it's really not that bad. But nobody in their playgroup plays Iona. However, after reading it, they understand why that card was banned. Yeah. This person said, I never played Iona, and after reading it, I never want to run into that card. And the thing was, like, it's similar to the Kakusho thing, right? Where it was Recurring Nightmare and Kakusho. Yeah. Well, Recurring Nightmare was clearly the problem there. That was the card that was the issue. Mm -hmm. Cards that you can't interact with outside of them being on the stack. Yes. That's a problem. Uh, Similar to, like, On the CEDH side of things, Paradox Engine was dumb because now, as I'm sure you were about to mention, the meta is just mono Flash Hulk, which you can't interact with except when it's on the stack. Mm -hmm. Which forces you to play the game a very specific way. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's why, you know, I think Paradox Engine was bad. Mm -hmm. And it's been interesting because, you know, seeing the difference in moderations from, I guess what now, four different groups, three different groups, EDH, DCI, Pioneer, I guess three, mm-hmm. uh, and seeing the difference, even between the two that are internal with WotC, is just crazy to me. Yeah. Because each Pioneer announcement, and some of them don't have the most transparency, sure, but I remember, you know, when they banned Memory Jar, there was a three-page article about why we're doing this. Oh, yeah. 
And they owned up to their mistake. They said, you know what? Man, we we kind of messed up. We goofed. Like, we sorry. Goofed. We goofed so bad, we're erasing a pro tour from history. Sorry, people that top aided. Yep. And, like, <laughs> you don't get that transparency anymore. And I think that's part of the problem for me is that I could have a little bit more confidence in Wizards if they were more transparent about the bannings. Yep. If they did say, you know what? This was a design mistake. Because so far, all everything they've said has just been results-oriented. They haven't ever said, you know, with Hogak or any of that stuff, we goofed. Especially with the vintage bannings. Yeah. Like, Mis- or uh, restrictions. They yeah. haven't said, like, we didn't even consider this when we were designing this card. And you know what? Say it. It's fine. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Everybody knows you don't care about vintage. I think they referred to legacy and vintage as older formats one time when they talked about the fact that they test for standard and it's very hard to keep modern in check, but they don't test it in quote unquote older formats. Yep. They have said that, which is like, great. That's fine. You don't design for it either. Yeah. And that's fine. Let people in the community contribute to those ban restriction lists. That's fine. Let me, but, let's go back to another interesting card when we talk about consumer confidence and when it comes to older formats like Vintage. There was a time where Watsi paid attended, attention to Vintage, and they paid attention so well, they banned a card before it was even released. <laughs> they banned Mind's Desire before you could open it in a pack. Yep. Or they restricted it before you could even yeah. open it in a pack. That's how much they cared about the format back then. And they still held zero events. Yeah. Uh, but they preemptively banned it. Similar to... Oh, what was... There was something in Popper that they preemptively banned prior to release on Moto. Um, oh, okay. It was one of the Storm cards. It wasn't Peregrine Drake. That was the one I thought they should have preemptively banned and then banned like three weeks later because... I, yeah, it's also hard it, because they downshift. So I'm looking at the the timeline yeah. that I've shared, which I, I it's, it's an awesome link. I'll put this out here because you can read yeah, all the announcements. I, I also love that link. It's great. Yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting to see like how their care for this stuff goes yeah. and like the shift between vintage, you know, twelve years ago and now, mm-hmm. and their level of care. Like that's fine. The game moves on. The game evolves. The communities keep it up. Yep. But after a certain point you have to acknowledge like we are not capable of moderating this we are not capable of moderating our own products even like to be honest yeah and that, that's the next part i want to touch on is going is looking at their products like you know uh, as formats go because a lot of them you can just look at them and see like you guys just don't pay attention at all and you can cite specific examples we are going to go uh, newest well, uh, newest is a bad word. Basically, standard down through vintage in, in terms of like maximum age of cards in a format. And yeah. the standard product slate is still kind of whatever. You look at the, the base sets, and, and people still buy into that format. And they will, as long as it's available. People will buy in. All the fluff that goes with it now, the uh, not the Brawl decks, but specifically the Collector's Edition things like that, and the Mythic Editions, uh, people... Yeah feel priced into buying into those now because there's financial gain to be had there, either by holding it or turning it immediately, cracking it, piecing it out. Yep. But confidence is is there overall in these products. I just people are very wary about what they need to buy into right now because there's so many ways to get a single rare or mythic card. Mm-hmm. In foil and non. And now alt art. Yeah. So co- confidence in that product slate is still pretty high. You know, past that we have uh, Brawl, and we're gonna skip over Historic because who knows what's going on there. We, that announcement uh, should actually should be Brawl here too. in like two weeks. That's, Brawl's a joke. Well, Let's, we don't get. <laughs> I would assume there's no, there's barely confidence in the in the product. Nobody that contacted us about this actually mentioned Brawl at all because you can only play it on Wednesdays on Arena. So for the next, I don't know, uh, it's seven five hours, you can play Brawl today, as we record this. But at least in paper, nobody talks about it. All I hear is people being happy they found decks at big box retail. That's it. That's yeah, the confidence so in there. Is... Well, and the thing is, or Wizards crack it for said, EDH. Yeah, well, and and they said like we're not doing brawl sets for Theros. At which point, like, like, are you are you even here? Like, does this even matter? Like, what's what's going on? I don't yeah. I don't get why you're doing any of this now. I, I don't think anybody has confidence in that format 
as a whole, like to play the yeah. format. And, and we don't mean like buying into the product slate because they think it's good, but buying buying into the product slate because the format is viable. Watsy's going to support it. Do you think it's going to be here? This kind of confidence, yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna spend money on this regardless of whether I'm, or not I make anything back because I want to play. Like, yeah, near zero uh, brawl uh, support from the from the player base as a whole. Like, nobody seems to be confident in it. I think the, the next one up, Pioneer, people are the most confident about because Watsy's still churning the wheels on this thing. They're letting yeah. us beta test it in a much better way than they did with Modern, which is here's a 40-card ban list for Modern. Oops, Wild Nakata was on, and we don't know why. Yeah. And they put better now. I, I, I agree. Guess. And people want to yeah. complain about the bannings. So what? You're here to play this format and test it. Just because you liked your deck for two weeks doesn't mean Watsy can't ban the shit out of it because it just wins everything. Like, so yeah, be it. They don't care. Like, Smuggler's Copter was either going to be everything or nothing. It wasn't just going to yeah. be this middling card. Be honest with yourselves about that. It, it was, was going to be 100 or 0. And it turned out to be yeah. 100, and they cut it loose this week. I'm sorry if you sat on it. Like... I got out two weeks ago. That thing hit $5, and I just outed. Oh, yeah. I, I bite-listed my copters at Columbus, because I was like, it's not that busted, but it's going to be the same reason that they banned it in Standard. Yeah. It's in every deck. It makes every deck a 56-card yeah. deck. I will and... never forget when they banned Wild Nakadle in Modern. The reason they gave for it was every... Same reason for Deathrite Shaman. Every green deck you build starts with four of this card. Every aggro deck you build in Pioneer starts with four Smuggler's Copter. If you keep that mantra going, along with free spells are always broken, you should be able to min-max pretty well on this kind of stuff, and you should yeah. have just gotten out when you when Smuggler's Copter hits somewhere over $3. That should have been your clue. They're like, uh, Gruul was running it, Azor was running it, Mono Black was running it. All you had to do was wait for one of those aggro decks to cannibalize the others, become the deck to play, and then be like, all right, we're out of here. All right, we're, we're done. Homes. See you later, bye. Yeah. We got it. But I think people are very confident in this format because Watchy's still paying active attention to it, probably as much or more than standard right now. With this Mythic Championship coming up and no Magic Fests and, or no, and no Magic no Mythic Championships in 2020 supporting this format for four months, yeah. Yeah. they got to have their eyes on something. Yeah, right? I definitely think they are because it's clearly not Legacy. Nope, and it's not Modern, modern <laughs> which is the next format we're going on to. People still yeah. play this format. God bless them. Like, yeah. I, might, I might go play it on Friday because the store by me that runs it on, like every other Friday can't move into Pioneer yet. The players started in this weird point in time where it's like halfway through the Pioneer uh, lifespan they started. That's yes. when I helped jumpstart the store. So they're missing like the back half of that format, but they've been on Modern for so long that everybody's invested in all these older cards like Fetchlands, etc. Like Zendikar Fetchlands that were, wouldn't even yeah. possibly be legal. So I don't think we're at, that store is not going to transition. So, like I said, God bless them. They still play modern, and I think that's yeah. it for right now. It's just the diehards and the people who want to play it at a mythic championship level. I honestly yeah. don't know what that and not mythic uh, magic fest level is going to look like. With sixteen hundred people showed up for a legacy magic fest in Italy, I don't know if we're going to see that many people show up. I for that's, modern that is the most people we have had show up at a GP yeah. since Vegas. Because the first Vegas, and, right? Uh, or no? Uh, this last Vegas had like 13, I okay. think. But at any rate, like, besides Vegas, which is a destination event because it's Vegas, mm -hmm. this is the most people we've had at a GP for a format that Wizards said they're abandoning. Uh, but you had sub-500 people in the main event at Columbus. Mm -hmm. The PTQ on Friday had 22 people. Uh, on Saturday, it had 40-something. And on Sunday, it had 30-something. And your standard... The Sunday one was is, modern, though, right? Yeah, Sunday one was modern. Okay. Uh, but, you know, for a format... For for an event that is supposedly your flagship format, that's pretty bad attendance. Yeah. Because everyone's leaving modern for Pioneer. But even your Pioneer, like, events are not getting a lot of people for sides. I They, they were calling... For an eighth person for a pioneer double up on Saturday at five o'clock. This one, I, I don't I like, and I don't mean any offense. I don't want to put a lot of faith in those numbers because they have been like, have, look at how many PTQs have been on Moto for Pioneer, right? You yeah. can just stay at home and grind like yeah, four in a row, four days in a row without like 
So, well, and that's that's the thing is like you're not going to have people show up at these events now because yeah they can just play them at home. The irony of Watsy telling stores they might be cannibalizing their own attendance, their own player base, and they're still they're just firing off rapid fire Pioneer PTQs on top of uh, a modern Magic Fest or whatever Columbus was. Like, yeah, like clearly. Yeah, come on. So. But Modern still has its stalwarts. People aren't speaking out about the format, which is odd. Like Death Shadow, uh, Amulet Bloom, uh, Urza decks with and without Oko. Like, that's the format right now, and you can play yeah. Burn and still do okay because every one of those decks plays a bunch of zero and one drops. Like, burn them out. Who cares? Yeah. Nobody, nobody's really complaining. It, it still looks like fun. I'm gonna, um, I'm excited to either play Titan or Death Shadow on Friday. But Yeah, that's fair. It's odd that when you look at metagame percentages for modern there are really only three decks floating around nine percent everything else is between uh, is at least three percentage points below it in the meta this is the first time where we've had like de facto quote-unquote best decks best decks yeah and so modern might actually format modern might finally be in a place that people have been complaining about for the last 10 years (laughs) and so that's why it's quiet so consumer confidence yeah. in modern might actually be high because the format for once might actually be solved, so to speak. Yeah. And to, I, I think that's fine. That's probably that's why we haven't seen a lot of moderation from Watsi because things are still you know shaking out. You still have Once Upon a Time, Field of the Dead, and uh, Oko running around, and they're not all in the same deck for once. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's fine. Yeah, I I am okay with that. It's yeah. I have. Right now, I have faith in the player base for Modern. I have faith that they will figure it out if it is there to be solved. Yep. I don't have faith that WotC will continue to support the format mm. because I think eventually it's not going to make fiscal sense for them to do so because everyone's, excuse me, going to move over to Pioneer. I, I agree with that. And I think any any product that will now be kind of geared towards Modern is going to be full of Pioneer staples. Yeah. So you don't have to create two products and cannibalize your audience. You can make you can sell one like they did with EMA, but it wasn't really meant for legacy. Yeah. Flat out. That was an EDH set. Yep. And I think that's what it had some legacy throwaways in it, which is fine. Yep. You gotta put Force of Will somewhere, right? That's fine. Speaking of Force of Will, I think we can actually wrap legacy and vintage uh, into into one thing. but uh, on opposite ends, Legacy, they took way too long to ban Renin 6. That card should have been gone probably two BNRs ago because it suppressed a little too much in the format. One of our members in our Discord made a good uh, point about this. is that The best strategy to, against the card is to play the card, then you probably need to ban the card. Yeah, And that's where I mean, Renin I, 6 was. It invalidated my main deck, which was Abzan Maverick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and death and taxes, which I hated, and I was okay with it. So I was I also was, okay with that. I went to four C loan because my opinion, like my exact thought pattern, mirrored that. It was, well, Renin Six is the best card in the format. Mm-hmm. What's the best shell for Renin Six? Probably four C loan. Yep. Because it, it destroys Rug Delver. Like it has a very good game against Rug Delver, and everyone yes. was on Rug Delver. I'm like, well, this is where I want to be. Yep. That's it. And not, and people are planning for black-green depths and not 4C. In 4C, you can recur your combo over and over and over again, so you have a better long game. So yep. where this fell was it was too close to Bologna. So the player base was soured by that. Watsi should have banned Ren and Six, I don't know, three months ago when there were still no large legacy events to be had. Give your player base some time to test. Otherwise, you, run up, you wind up with what happens, which is people just kind of homogenize on what they think is the best deck. A lot of people playing Sultai Delver or other Oko shells in Legacy, and you wound up with this kind of not degenerate format, but this homogenized format right now. And yeah. things might shake up out of this, and we might see Death and Taxes, etc., come back. But right now, it, like things are looking very centralized around Oko. However, on the other side, they waited too long from a major event in Vintage to do anything about that. We've been removed from Eternal Weekend by almost a month, and they finally did something about Narset. It yeah. should have been done... like. Uh, Modern Horizons came out. That was after War of the Spark. I had already been talking to players in Vintage that said the format is Dredge and Narset. It had boiled yeah. down to that. And what did they do? They clipped Dredge after uh, because of Force of Vigor. And they toyed with shops after Core 2020, but let Narset float along for reasons yep. unknown. 
not uh, if the if your format can be defined as two pillars and everything else that isn't dredge is narset maybe you should try and break that pillar apart into smaller pillars by removing the core of narset and let and let storm players storm etc so uh, yeah confidence I, in that uh, format i don't think gets any lower no and and the thing is like i i know a lot of people that have just started being like well you know forget it i'm just i'm out yeah like whatever you have your, matter you have your old schoolers playing old school those i don't i don't know if those are the guys that are upgrading their power but they're you know unless you're a collector nobody's really sitting on extra power anymore maybe dr rich Shea is because he just recently broke his sets down in a bunch of decks and that guy yeah. has infinite everything at this point because he's been playing vintage since he was born yeah forever yeah um and it, like you know that's that's gonna happen but like i I don't think there has been, like, Vintage, I legitimately think, this last year has been worse for Vintage than for three-sphere format. Yeah. And that's abysmal. That's uh, real bad. That was after and, Phyrexian Metamorph, right? Yes. Yeah, so you could just copy and, three ball and... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And for like, people who don't know what we're talking about, this is when shops was a full-on prison deck and people were like oh you play slash panther to win yeah that was like new phrexia had just dropped and you had like stacks and espresso stacks and that was the format like new york that was the format ohio that was the format northern california that was the format that was the format it was that was all you had yeah it was insane you didn't have anything else and i appreciate that they came out and said you know what we're not going to do anything at eternal weekend we don't want to ban because the BNR was the week prior. Yep. And you know what? That's fine. But you should have banned Narset and you should or restrict. You should have restricted Narset and you should still restrict Teferi long before that was an issue. Yep. Yeah. P- vintage players aren't buying the f- aren't buying standard packs. Like they're going to buy whatever version they need to fit their deck. Oh, their deck is all black border. Then they're probably going to go with uh, either something foreign language because that means their duels are. Or yeah. it's all foil minus a duel, so they're going to buy the pimpest foil they can. Obviously, they're not going to crack packs here. These guys don't gamble like that. They'll gamble no. in another way. Not here. Yeah. Not on this. Flip it or rip it. Yep. But it was come find me. But find and, find me a GPOKC. We'll flip it or rip it. A box of Horizons. Oh, come geez. to the miniature market booth. But this is what I mean. They waited too long after Eternal Weekend, and they said they wouldn't ban so the format so the people could actually play that format. But they waited too long on Legacy. Or before an event, or too short to an event. Yeah. And they course corrected the other way and screwed a bunch of people there. Like, mm-hmm. and the player confidence, player confidence in Legacy is never going to be shaken. The people that play Legacy or the people that are going to play Legacy, those are the entrenched players. Same with Vintage. You're not getting new players to these formats. The end. Yeah. But Vintage as a whole is going to be looked down upon by the players who have been playing this format forever. And what do they do with their winnings? They reinvest back into the format for older versions of their cards to have something pimper, to sit on more copies, etc. And when they out, that's kind of a problem for the secondary market because now it's flooded. Prices depress for a while until those copies are picked up. Yep. The more expensive these cards get, the longer it takes, and thus as a whole, vintage prices are suppressed. They're never going to be that far suppressed, let's say 5 to 10% at most. I don't think yeah. maybe Twister would drop a little more, but those are going to be snapped up immediately by high-end EDH players. Yeah. Like, I, this all has the same kind of financial impact, which is just if people aren't going to be playing the game because your customer confidence is, is low across the board, then things are going to slow down and stagnate, and you're going to have to do a lot to win people back. And secret layers isn't it. Yeah. Adding shipping on uh, $5 shipping onto each individual uh, secret layer does not make sense to the point where if you order $100 of secret layers, you get free shipping. So you order four, not three. And there's a different set of numbers for Canada as well. Like, that's insane. Yeah. And it's like Ticketmaster if you see the fees. There's a tweet about this, and I'm sorry I didn't grab it. But somebody wound up paying, it's like, uh, five for shipping, nine in taxes, and then another uh, couple bucks for yeah. some processing fee. And now it's like another $15 on top of a $30 order. Like, what is that? For Bitter Blossom it's or whatever dropped today. Same. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're going to have to bang it out of the park with Theros. And I don't care about the collector's edition, whatever they do there, if they do the, the storybook 
shit again or some other alt format of for their enchantments. Going to. Yeah, it's it's some unique frame for Theros. I don't care about that. The set has just got to be gas for standard and not break the rest of the game for people to want to stay interested in this and not make this a lull year. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It really is. Yeah, and like I, it's unfortunate, but it really is getting to like the point where I think it's going to be a problem for people to keep interest. Yeah. Interest wanes, people sell, cars get cheaper, you'll lose your ass on your collections, and that's what's going to happen. Like, yeah. It, it, I don't have the numbers in front of you for, for Kamigawa block, but at that point in time, Extended was the format to play because Standard was so bad. So all the cards yeah. that had just recently rotated, like Vegelands, etc., kept their value. Like, uh, that was a weird point in time. Dual Lands were still super cheap, but they had been grandfathered out of Extended. So the only formats yeah. playing them were Vintage and Legacy. Those things tanked a bit. Like twenty dollars for a UC is is nuts, even for back then. It's two thousand four. Yeah, but if people aren't buying the standard because it's bad, everything lulls and that impacts everybody. We like to talk about a rising tide raises all ships. Well, when the tide lowers, it takes everything with it. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what we're looking at. Yeah. And that's not great. And it and it's not safe to say that the most attractive formats and the most popular formats, the ones that people have the most confidence in, in Pioneer and and let's say EDH, are going to keep everything afloat. They won't. They'll keep their formats afloat. But Pioneer is was printed into infinity and beyond. A lot of these yeah. cards are taking a long time to rise, despite seeing four X play in some of the best decks. You know, a card I'm going to talk about later is my pick is in Simic Nexus up and down, but it's going virtually nowhere right now because it's printed into inf into infinity yeah and that is unfortunately like what you have to go for now mm -hmm. because you know you you certainly can't invest in um like pioneer financially at this point because you're just so likely to get hosed i mean obviously you can yeah but you probably shouldn't yeah, I'm not, I'm not telling anybody to buy into uh, any deep Pioneer spec because the format's still shaking out through this uh, through this trying time of bans and restrictions. I would never tell anybody to step in, but you should definitely be combing your collections. You should yeah. be curating and paring down because we're going to move into Masters season soon within the next year or two, and if you don't think Pioneer Masters is going to happen over Modern or EMA again, you wrong. We're going to get Pioneer Masters, and a lot of these cards that are over three to five dollars will most likely be in there because they actually have decent limited play aside from yeah. the big spells like dig through time some of the hard ones to cast but they were in uma so who knows but that was a graveyard centric format you know you can talk to me about that yeah well yeah i know i think we're going to move on to picks though yes Ready? let's wrap it up see see where we're at all right so uh my pick for this caster that, that was delayed by a week is uh, Tamiyo Collector of Tales. This is the 4CMC uh, Simic Tamiyo. Uh, it is used mainly in Simic Fog right now in Pioneer, which, as predicted after a number of bans, has been creeping back up in popularity. This is a card that's also in Standard here and there. It does creep up. I actually thought it was in a Wilderness Reclamation coming up in Mythic Championship 7, but it's not. So, yeah. Uh, it does one thing and it does it really well it's another pseudo dig through time yep it lets you dig in a deck where you basically have like three cards you want to find yep which is great and in a right, format that's what you want yep and where in a format where, where we're no longer going to see mono black aggro but we're going to see black start being a, a supplementary color like we used to this card is going to be the passive on this card is going to be extremely powerful in this format. Yep. So right now is an easy buy. Uh, when I said to pick it up, it was actually uh, 111 market on TCG, and it's been wavering if you, if you saw the graph that I just put up. Right now it's about $0.92, cents, but after this recent round of bannings and people realize that Simic Nexus is still a good deck, so the, I don't know, 14 different players of this deck in the last couple of days alone start actually winning events in paper and on moto this card will yeah. will definitely pick up i don't know where it's going to end because this is a war of the spark planeswalker which is so it's a regular rare yeah and it's also in promo packs and has a japanese variant but i would assume three to five dollars easy 
uh, five plus if nothing happens to Nexus over the next couple of weeks. And I feel like any dig through time deck is always is very tentative in Pioneer. If we make it, yeah. I'd say through December without a dig through time ban. I think that's when Jeskai is going to come back. You'll see Blue Eye Control come back, and you'll see Nexus. You'll see Nexus deck come back. Any control deck that can take advantage of this card, or any long game deck that can take advantage of this card, that being dig through time. Oh yeah. Uh, when, once that card comes back, it'll take off, and it'll take everything else with it. So that'll be yep. the Nexus deck. That'll be uh, three CMC to Fairy Blue Eye Control based decks, and then that'll be uh, any Jeskai decks, be it Ascendancy or Control. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One note about the the War of the Spark. Uh, version of the Splint, sorry, the Japanese version of the Splainswalker is that it's sitting about a dollar and change right now on TCG, I think, if this number is to be believed. Too uh, cheap. Yes. Affordable. Uh, Affordable. That is exactly the point. This card is way too cheap on TCG Player right now compared to yeah. its English counterpart. Uh, let me check this out. Oh, actually, it went up. It's up to seven now. So it was four. Okay. Yeah. So it's bumped. If you could find these for five, I would pick them up immediately. Yeah. I, again, this is a card that I think is just going to become a staple in blue-green X formats within Pioneer. And I think this has uh, long-term value. Yeah, I think it's... It is the most fair and balanced of all of the passive effect Planeswalkers, and I think that, for me, that's why I feel it has the longer-term stability. It's the least likely to get banned. Yes but it generates card advantage in a way that decks in those colors want to. Yep. Uh, similar to like Once Upon a Time. You've got one answer, two answers, whatever that you're looking for, it's going to help you dig for those. Yeah. I mean, looking at how it worked in Standard in the Simic Nexus lists even, like it found you Nexus and it found you Wilderness Wreck mm -hmm. and it found you whatever fog effects you needed. That was it. That was all it was there for, and boy, did it do that well. Yeah, and you might think that the plus on uh, Tamiyo is worse than Narset, and you would be correct, but the uh, the fact of the matter is that you can plus Tamiyo to uh, find a Nexus, minus Tamiyo to get something back from your graveyard. This worked really well with Field of the Dead when Nexus was playing that, but they've opted out of that, it looks like. Yeah. So it's, it is, uh, it's more of a, a Lumbering Falls kind of beatdown deck, if yeah. you don't want to win uh, any other way, which there's some beat down in the sideboard. Uh, there's Brazen Borrowers in the main, so you do have Avenues of Attack, but it has since yeah. moved on from a field deck. And being able to, while you're in that uh, turn loop, plus yeah. and a uh, combination of plus and minus and recur your threats back from your graveyard to create a board state that is basically insurmountable and close out the game that way is a lot more important than Narset is being a better quote-unquote dig through time yeah uh so i i think it's solid i also think you know just generally planeswalkers long term are great yep. it like you said it's a little interesting because there are so many versions of it and that's kind of been the story of you know mtg finance for the last year is who knows like yeah. what's going to happen financially with this stuff because it there's so much of it there's what 1300 unique cards in Eldrain, so who who knows? Oh no, 13 in the mystery boosters. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, I thought it was with Throne with like all the different versions and everything. There were oh like, oh some yeah 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 scene number. Yes yes. Uh, when you count all the variations, the sum total yeah. number of unique card iterations is 1300. Yeah yeah. All right. That's absurd. I, anyway. I want to get on to your pick because I cannot yes. get from the life of me the last little bit of your pick, so it's been TBD for the last few days. But it doesn't okay. matter. These these cards this is, this is, are going nowhere right now. Yeah, so what I am going for is KTK fetches, and the one that I cited specifically was Polluted Delta. So it may seem silly based on everything we've been saying here about how Pioneer is killing modern, Legacy is dead, et cetera, et cetera. I still believe all that. I, I still believe, you know, that Pioneer is killing modern. But something I've noticed that is a nice side benefit of Pioneer killing modern. Over the last month, month and a half, whenever the announcement was, mm -hmm. Buy list on Polluted Delta at GPs crept from 18 down to 12. Uh, Flooded Strand crept from 22 to 15 to like somewhere around 13. Mm -hmm. 
And all of these KTK fetches are dropping. And EDH will always exist. Uh, modern and legacy... Modern may go somewhere. Legacy at this point has been kept alive by the community for so long that Wizards killing Legacy, to me, didn't really do a whole lot. Yeah. It's still around. It's still going to be there. People still need fetch lanes. And I don't think we'll get the KTK fetches for a while. And people are real eager to trade out of them right now. I have been able to get, like, Heath's Foothills... And even Myers, which is ridiculous because mm-hmm. Myers is one of the most played, uh, pretty easily over the last month. Just because people are so like the hot item of the moment is Pioneer. That's yep. what I want to play. That's what I'm going to build. That's fine. It's just super easy to pick this stuff up, and there's no way it doesn't recover. I mean, I remember when non-foil polluted deltas were a hundred bucks. Yep, because they were the only fetches that existed, and you had to run them in extended. It wasn't that long ago that buy list on Scalding Tarn was nine or was seventy dollars, and it's down to like fifty five now. So like all of these are going down. So why didn't I say Zen fetches? Because I still think in RTZ or whatever you want to call it, we end up with Zen fetches again. At any rate, I just think it's a really good opportunity for people to start picking these up because locally you're still going to see a lot of people that are like. Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of this. Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want this item. Yeah, uh, a local who's been holding on to too many fetches, looking to out them. Somebody who is lazy and just sat on them too long is going to be more than happy to get rid of them at a fair price, either for cash or trade. Or for trade. Yeah. Either way, and this is just the time to take advantage of that opportunity yep. and get in there and say, you know what? Yeah, I, I want them. Yep, you I- want some cool pioneer stuff? Here's something that's going to get banned in a week. That's exactly what I did with uh, the KTK fetches when they first came out. I, I didn't trade for them for uh, the first month, month and a half that they were out because they went from nothing to everything, and the yeah. onslaught ones were coming down to adjust. And once they were, the once they'd been out and people had been drafting and playing uh, FNM enough to start cracking price backs, that's when I started moving in because just like yeah. you said, these will tumble over time as people start outing them. Yep. Uh, in this instance, it's because a format is dying, so people are going to get, going to get rid of their extra copies. Uh, you know, while they can make hay, they're not going to yeah. wait too long. They've already suffered a loss, and now is the time for somebody who's eager, who wants to hold on to them for longer, because they know these will rise again, to move in and, and pick them up. I yeah, I'm glad you picked Delta compared to the other ones because. As history will continue to tell us, the blue-black land is always the most expensive in almost any given cycle, uh, especially when it is uh, an actual island plains or taps for uh, some combination of two mana blue and black, be it uh, yeah. like the uh, the Odyssey lands that filter or the uh, Lorwyn actual filter lands. Yeah, and those are the, the the cycle lands. I think kind of break the rule on this one i think not cinder glade the red green one is the most expensive because it goes into the modern valica deck it actually has a home yeah and and whereas the others do not exactly but uh, sure yeah i I like delta as a whole people are starting to move out of modern around here and i made an offer to one of the only buyers in the area that if they saw a collection they wanted to buy but did not have the money for it if there were any fetches or higher end stuff in there that I would move in and, and pick those up to make yeah. sure that they could complete the buy because I have fa- I independently have faith in these cards. Yeah. The only thing I disagree on is because they banned the first five fetches in Pioneer, we're not going to get Zen fetches unless they pull a Mind's Desire and ban them immediately in Pioneer. I don't... I, I don't think they were thinking that far ahead. <laughs> I, I honestly agree and w- yeah. with that statement, but if... If they want to put them out there so people can have at them, you know, just crush the price on them because they're going to be abandoning modern by the time we get to Zend, which is uh, well after the current number of uh, GPs, etc. that have been scheduled, then absolutely I I could see them in that if they're no longer scheduling modern Magic Fests, then yeah, absolutely, and you just ban them immediately in Pioneer. And people will get butthurt about that because they're opening cards they can't play in a given format, but so be it. Dumb. 
Otherwise, uh, I like Delta, and I think this is uh, yet another learning opportunity for people, which is cards like this that are multi-format playable in formats that are reliant on a dedicated player base like Modern Legacy uh, EDH will yep. tumble in the short term when there are, are large announcements that affect them, but will gain back over time. Yep. You know, the sky didn't fall on Onslaught Polluted Delta when it more than halved from over 80 the summer before after KTK was announced. And yeah. then not rebound. They're, the Onslaught one is back up to 40-something. It did have yeah. Yeah. over time. But that's only because of the modern announcement. Right now at like, jeez, market is above the average. So yeah. it, it's fine, but it's it's on the way down because of this announcement. Yeah. So. Seems fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. So it bumps from forty to sixty, and then comes back down to forty. For yeah. onslaught. Yep. Like, it survived. It, it took another format and a banning, and then the abandonment of a, another format to actually put a dent in the price of this card. Yeah. But it will come back. You can trust us on this one. Oh yeah, absolutely it will. But other than that, guys, uh, we're all we're all done for this cast. We are yep. currently running a poll in our Discord to get the feel for what people are looking for from us in regards to uh, giveaways. So if you are a member of the Discord, please uh, vote. If you're not, get on that. Um, yes. I think it's a dollar a month on our for Patreon access to our Discord. Not only do you get the ability to vote, which is important, use your right and your abilities. But you also have the chance to win. Yes, <laughs> and that's discuss. the most important thing. So uh, our patron is MTG Cabalcast. We are at MTG Cabalcast on Twitter, where you can go back and read through a, a lovely discussion we had today about uh, taxes within the U.S. and Secret Lair and our feelings on both of those. But I am at Halt. I am Reptar. You are at Thirsty Sizzler. And we are on iTunes and Stitcher and eventually Spotify, which we thought we have, but don't anymore. Yeah. Uh, so we will be there. Thanks, guys. We'll see for you next week. In. Yep. Deuces.